This episode of What Movie Is That From was recorded in front of a live studio audience. Well, Bill, can I uh, refill your eggnog for you, uh, get you something to, something to eat, drive you out the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? No, I'm just fine, Ken. <laughs> Great. Well, so this week's movie is Christmas Vacation, released December 1st, 1989, 30 years ago, and for some reason still has not been given its Academy Award that it's due. Starring Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Johnny Galecki, Juliette Lewis, Randy Quaid, with cameos by Brian Doyle Murray, the second character that he has played in the Vacation series. Of course, you may remember him as the camp comfort clerk uh, from the original Vacation. Uh, a post-SNL but pre-Seinfeld Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Seinfeld actually started the next year. And uh, Mae Questel, who plays the role of Aunt Bethany, and uh, she is most famously known as Betty Boop. So uh, it's cumulative box office to this date, uh, as of earlier this year, $71,319,526. And not a dollar too little. And not, <laughs> that's exactly right. According to IMDb, Christmas Vacation is described as, quote, it's Christmas time and the Griswolds are preparing for a family seasonal celebration, but things never run smoothly for Clark, his wife Ellen, and their two kids. Clark's continual bad luck is worsened by his obnoxious family guests, but he manages to keep going knowing that his Christmas bonus is due soon. Well, I... I'll tell you, Ken, I think the relevance of this movie is spelled out right in the opening scene when Rusty says, in true son fashion, Dad, can you explain again what we're doing? And Clark jumps into, we're kicking off a fun old-fashioned family Christmas by heading out into the country in the old front-wheel drive sleigh to embrace the frosty majesty of the winter landscape and select that most important of Christmas symbols, the Griswold family Christmas tree. Just to be followed up later by Audrey being frozen from the waist down, and Clark responding, oh, that's all part of the experience, honey. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Later at night, Ellen tries to beg her way out of this experience they're about to have by saying if maybe her parents could stay at a hotel. And Clark responds, no, Christmas is about resolving family problems and seeing through the petty problems of family life, only to lead Ellen a little bit later to say, I don't know what to say. But it's Christmas, and we're all miserable. (laughs) Uh, You know, we all paint a picture of how important Christmas should be to our family. This was 30 years ago, well before the pressures of social media to make every social event in our life just perfect. Everyone knows the camera eats first at every holiday meal these days. How would the the Griswold family appear on the Instagram? (laughs) That's right. That probably would have been a lot better. The fact of the matter is no one's life is really all that great or perfect then or now. There's even an admission from Clark's dad when he says, how did you get through all these holidays? And his father says, I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. (laughs) Uh, We relate and even revel a little in the schadenfreude of watching their misery out misery our miserable experiences. (laughs) And, you know, Ken, that's really the gift that keeps on giving the whole year through. (laughs) Well, just like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is your film, Bill, uh, Christmas Vacation is honestly the Hellenius family uh, movie. 
growing up, we managed to actually wear out our VHS copy of a Christmas Vacation due to watching it over and over and throughout the year, mind you, not just uh, not just in November and December. My entire family quotes this film in season and out. Uh, there's always an appropriate line at the ready for any situation, as no doubt we'll see here tonight. But, you know, it's actually wider for us than uh, just my own personal relationship to this film, because I think this is a movie that has had a real impact, actually, on the wider culture. It's the origin of the Cousin Eddie hat. I mean, when we think of, when I say Cousin Eddie hat, you know what I'm talking about, with the flap sticking way out. Oh, yes, I own one, Ken. (laughs) Um, And it's also, of course, the origin of the term the Griswold house. You know, the, the sort of place that everybody knows, where the homeowner just goes completely off the rails every year. And the best part is this is not true just for Christians. I mean, for example, just down the street from our house on Ridgedale Street on the south side of South Bend here, there's a Jewish family that every year sets a sets up a menorah that is taller than their roof line. And I refer to the homeowner of course as Clark W. Grisberg, obviously. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> This is, however, for me, perhaps the quintessential American Christmas film, because there's no Jesus in this film. There's no going to church. Even the prayer before dinner ends in the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, And I don't know if you notice, but the film actually ends before Christmas begins. It ends with the disaster, the fiasco of their Christmas dinner going completely wrong. So it ends on Christmas Eve, which makes this an Advent film. Well, I never, ever would have done that analysis, Ken. Now, I'm trying to wonder what is the relevance to you and your family, why you found this so touching. Is it because you're really very relatable to Cousin Eddie? <laughs> Do you have a quite a bit of Cousin Eddie in the family tree? Uh, family puddle, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so now what are some of the situations you find yourself using these quotes? I... I I have one right off the top. Okay. I just Did let me. you right in. Uh, you know, when you can't figure out why something is broken, and a couple of our fans here are actually wearing the shirts tonight, but when you can't figure out why something's broken and someone's clearly angry, you know, namely your significant other, you might say, well, obviously something had to break the window. <laughs> something had to break the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> right, that just either escalates the anger or yeah. de-escalates and it's, devolves. It's into, much like when you try to tell an angry person, just calm down. Works every time. Or a, an anxious person not to worry so <laughs> yeah, much. Don't worry so this much. Is, exactly. uh, that's one of my favorite usable quotes in the whole movie. And it's a little <laughs> bit of back and forth between husband and wife. For me, a quote that comes up uh, all the time, anytime somebody says something that I... I I'm not entirely sure is true. I will actually respond. You serious, Clark? You know, it's just, and I'll tell you what I, uh, this is something that for some reason is really huge. Uh, uh, we've already been to a couple holiday bazaars, uh, and you will notice it, these cry cut things that, that the uh, craft people are all into, you know, where they'll have drawings and they'll put them on various things, you know, live, love, live, laugh, love you serious. Clark is one that I've seen a lot of this, this holiday. Well, you know, I would like to see some of the Aunt, the Aunt Bethany quotes, and I guess I'm <laughs> showing myself as a Midwesterner by calling her Aunt Bethany, but everyone's got the confused aunt or aged relative who you love dearly but are also irritated at a high, very high level when they can't 
remember the simplest thing about your family, like, hey, is uh, are you still dating Clark? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, Rusty in the Navy? He's and, still in the Navy, yeah. And uh, Rusty's only like about 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's not um, every day somebody moves into a new house. Yeah, And of course, the most famous of these to me is, well, since it's Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. And she's not quite aware. And, and someone says back to her, Grace. And she says, oh, Grace died 30 years ago. <laughs> and her husband angrily says, no, the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. And he points to her face. Uh, and and then, that's where it, which ends in the Pledge of Allegiance. And then she follows this up <laughs> with a squirrel-infested replacement Christmas tree in the house. And she says, what's that sound? It's a little squeaky sound. And her husband says... And I don't even know how she how they resolve this, but the husband says, you couldn't hear a dump truck in a nitroglycerin factory, <laughs> as if she really has heard any of this stuff. <laughs> right, I, right. I, like to, I like to say that to one of my sons who doesn't particularly <laughs> listen very well. <laughs> For me, um, anytime something is clearly um, over-promised and under-delivered, is, I, I love the... Uh, the Clark as they're with the turkey. And you'll notice, by the way, in our beautiful array of, uh, of props here on the table, these are all the Hallmark Christmas ornaments that, they d- that they've done over the past number of years. We uh, have the extensive collection of uh, Hallmark ornaments, you know, like you do. But to be fair, let's just flash forward 30 years and say that the Griswolds did have Instagram. That turkey looked beautiful. Oh, it did. That would have been a great Instagram. And as Clark Christmas says, dinner. Catherine, if this turkey tastes half as good as it looks, we're all in for a real treat. And that's a, just a great line to kind of lead off. Anytime something may be good, is I think we're all in for a real treat. You but know? you're also kind of backing it up with we might open this up and there's <laughs> and it nothing may explode in it. And it's, oh, there's the heart. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when it happens, uh, of course, Eddie follows up with save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And I'll tell you, every time, I mean, I've obviously done a couple of videos of butterflying turkeys and things like that. Um, it's, it's impossible when you're getting ready to prepare the turkey. It's impossible when you pull the turkey out of the inside of the, of the or pull the neck out. Somebody is going to say, save the neck for me, Clark. Well, hopefully. Every, and if not, then you have to say it yourself. You provide the, uh, provide the moment. Right. Um, for me, another quotable that uh, you, you mentioned Aunt Bethany. And I did this the other night with my wife. Anytime we're approaching stairs, especially front stairs to a house, I will always say, don't throw me down, Clark. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. You know, this whole thing, just leading my wife in, my poor, innocent, long-suffering wife, right. every time we'll hear this. and, and That's a lot of suffering. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, you know, the other part of this movie that, again, when they set up this... He sets this up like everybody believes your Christmas has to be better than the Christmas before and better than everybody else's because now we're comparing this to each other. I mean, this is 30 years ago they were still doing this right. without the ability to real-time share. They just imagined it that the Smiths down the street are having a much better time than they are and right. they're all getting along and the in-laws like each other. But when someone explodes during the holiday, I, you know, eventually something enough things go wrong where somebody just freaks out and i'm always prone to say where are you going no one's leaving nobody's leaving or walking out on this fun old-fashioned family christmas no no we're all in this together this is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here 
we're going to press on and we're going to have fun. And he just goes into a few more things that I won't say on this microphone. But thank you. Uh, again, another one of those situations where you either get the people that you're with and they think it's funny or they get extremely angry with you. I'm up for either. <laughs> just set the table. But that's just who that's, I am. That's who you are. That's how you roll. Um, anytime there is a, so uh, the lights don't work. Of course, the, you know, the whole family's out on the front porch. Clark is, is uh, excited to present the lights and he says, uh, you know, I give you the, the, the Griswold family Christmas and, and he goes and plugs the lights in. And of course nothing happens. Um, and, uh, his mother-in-law who is well into her cups by this point, uh, says, you know, who doesn't love a drunk, mother-in-law? who doesn't love a drunk mother-in-law played by, uh, uh played by an uh, Emmy award winning uh, actress. Actually. Uh, she says, I hope you kids see what a silly waste of resources this is. And, and Audrey responds, well, he worked real hard, grandma and grandpa responds, soda washing machines. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. and when he finally hard. does get the lights going, <laughs> yeah. Hey, they aren't twinkling, Clark. Yeah, yeah. I know. Thanks oh, for noticing, Art. Nice father-in-law <laughs> exactly comment. right. Um, this movie, however, I can't believe we've gotten this far and have not basically acknowledged the greatest scenes in this entire film. All involve cousin Eddie, Randy Quaid's finest role, and a role that he says he gets more feedback on than any role he's played. I mean, granted. Every role he's played, he's slightly nuts. The only other one I can really think of that's major is Independence Day when he flies into the mothership because he's insane. Um, But Randy Quaid plays Cousin Eddie. Again, this is the second time we're seeing Cousin Eddie and his lovely wife. Uh, We we saw them uh, in the original vacation. uh, And um, where, of course, as we talked before, you know. Funny enough, they didn't show up in European vacation. (laughs) I don't. I, I think don't the farthest think they've ever gone was a direct to a direct to DVD uh, island adventure, which, right. by the way, is a spinoff of Christmas Vacation. Christmas well, we'll Vacation sure Two. To rent that. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way to get it, kids. Sorry. Um, so Randy Quaid, cousin Eddie, has really some of the best scenes. Unfortunately, most of them involve things that we don't normally do here on on this show because uh, we have a family show obviously look around you we're we're full of kids and uh, and young people and uh, and and young people and that's <laughs> um so we can't quote a lot of cousin eddie but we can uh, there are a few for example the one that I led off with with the show which uh, you'll notice my bride bought me a, a an actual marty moose uh eggnog m- mug um cousin eddie wears one of the most distinctive, two of the most distinctive things in the entire movie. One is, of course, his cousin Eddie hat, the aforementioned. But the second is his beautiful sweater and dicky combo, in which the the fake neck, uh, fake, fake turtleneck turtle is black, and the sweater is not. Uh, and so, of so course, it shines so through. Yeah, and I believe that that actually is part of Randy Quaid's own. Like it's his own wardrobe. He brought that to the to the show, along so. with the white shoes from the first vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Oh yeah, those are those are real nice. Well, so what are your favorite Cosnetti quotes? Because I'm just going to start firing them off. Uh, I can't hold myself back here. Yeah, my absolute favorite is when uh, when it's re- been revealed, like Eddie or um, Clark and Ellen have realized that Eddie has no money, and uh, so. Uh, Clark offers to buy gifts for the family and they're in Walmart. And this is after he's already thrown the 50 pound bag of old Roy on top of the cart on which, uh, Clark had just put some light bulbs. And so, um, 
Eddie says, well, oh no, I'm not one for charity now. Oh, I know that, Eddie. This isn't charity. It's family. Oh, I don't know about that, says Eddie. Clark, now come on. If you don't tell me what they want, I'll just go out and get it on my own. And Eddie says, oh boy, this is, this is a surprise, Clark. This is just a real nice surprise. Just, just a real, I mean, he repeats this three times. Uh, here's a little list, alphabetical, beginning with Catherine as he pulls out of his thing. And if it wouldn't be too much, I'd like to uh, get something for you, Clark. Something really nice. Really nice. <laughs> and if there's anything left over of your own money, right. why don't you buy something for yourself? Something really nice. And that that quotable line, something really nice. And you have to do the click, otherwise it's yeah, not legit. It's absolutely the click. Yeah. It's usable all the time. <laughs> All the time in, in pleasant conversation. We, <laughs> you know, some of my more favorite quotes uh, are more in reference of Quetty. Er, Quetty. Quetty. <laughs> yeah, Quetty. Let's just have cousin a Eddie. Cousin Eddie. It's Quetty. The, uh, okay. It's a conjunction for cousin Eddie. <laughs> uh, is Clark referencing at the very end when he says, "Oh, my cousin-in-law, whose heart is bigger than his brain." I appreciate that, Clark. <laughs> Thinking it's not an insult, <laughs> right. um, or when. Clark says, where is Eddie? He eats these squirrels anyway, doesn't he? And Catherine says, oh, not recently, Clark. He read those squirrels were high in cholesterol. Yeah. So I didn't know if he was like, would, you know, the question is, would Eddie have been on the keto diet these days? <laughs> because wouldn't squirrels be the perfect keto meal? High That's fat, a lot of work, though. I, I got to think it's a lot of work for a little return. Well. Anyway, I just I thought it was timely. <laughs> um, for me, also, Eddie, talking about his family, says, Yeah, I got the daughter in the clinic getting cured off the wild turkey, and the older boy, bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival. Oh, you must be proud. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Last season, he was a pixie dust spreader in the tilter world. Next season, he thinks he may be guessing people's weight or barking for the aqua. You ever see her? Yeah, she's got these great big horns growing out right above her ears. Ugly as sin, but a sweet gal and a heck of a good cook. Now, you may recognize that as the quote that I used in the trailer for the show. Well, now I do. <laughs> now you do. And this is a quote that uh, we use all the time in the Hellenius family, even though we actually don't know anybody who's ever been a pixie dust spreader on the tilt world So I'm just saying, college is not for everybody. College is not for everybody. That's, well, that's not the world we're in, Ken. <laughs> well, no, I, you know, I think, again, um, what speaks to me about this movie Specifically, um, my mother-in-law, my stepfather-in-law, after my mother-in-law was recently remarried, uh, we were watching this movie as we watch it every single Christmas with my mother-in-law. And we were hilariously laughing in the cartoon introduction. And uh, my mother-in-law's husband says, oh, you guys haven't ever seen this before? No, we've seen it 40 times <laughs> and we know every line and we laugh hilariously. So this has a special place in my heart because it reminds me of my family. Uh, me too. Well, it's time that we kind of wrap this up. There are a few facts that I want to make sure to leave folks with because these are uh, interesting trivia tidbits about the film. This movie was, of course, based on a John Hughes short story uh, called Christmas 59, which was the second vacation story to be published in National Lampoon's magazine. Uh, the first was Vacation 58, which became National Lampoon's vacation. It has a connection to the classic of all classic Christmas films, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, in that the second assistant 
assistant director of this, who did all the pickups and all the external shots, was Frank Capra III, the grandson of uh, Frank Capra, the director of that film that, of course, uh, we've all seen a million times, although I've never seen it once. Well, when you said classic of classics, I thought you might go after Die Hard story. <laughs> because of the use of the F word. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. We're no, not yeah. talking about fudge. Right, exactly. No. Uh, Two other tidbits. This, uh, the director, Jeremiah Chechlik, had actually only directed two music videos prior to making this film. They were Van Halen's When It's Love and Hollow Notes' Downtown Life. Uh, and so uh, well, he did. Well, it doesn't show through in the movie. <laughs> no, exactly. Not a bit. He did go on to direct Benny and June and the terribly reviewed The Avengers, not the Marvel Avengers, but The Avengers based on the British television show in 1998 that's a movie that has like under 20 percent rating on rotten tomatoes so yes because we should all live by the rotten tomatoes <laughs> that's right finally near the end of the film rusty says i told you we should have gone to hawaii and of course in the first vacation asked where in the world he would most like to go as they're in dodge city i'm sure glad we didn't go to hawaii dad so uh, these movies, and by the way, Rusty in this film, played by Johnny Galecki, Johnny Galecki, whom we, a lot of us, of course, know from The Big Bang Theory, um, he was, there were only two Christmas films released in 1989. This great film, Christmas Vacation, and Prancer, both films had Johnny Galecki in them. So oh, that's a lot of Galecki. That's a lot, that's way too much Galecki. I don't know. Well, thanks, Ken. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'll be more conversational. <laughs> Good. Let's watch the show. Let's watch it. 